ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of Down for the Count. As always, I'm Alexis, and with me are Tiff and Nicole. Um, it is WrestleMania, Saturday night WrestleMania. Um, we're just going to jump right into it. Holy shit, I am still riding that high. Like, what the fuck? This is what it I've been missing. awesome. It was so good. Oh, that is what we've been waiting on for the last, what, three years? Just a solid, good pay-per-view. You don't have any... It was so good. And it was so much fun. Damn. You did that, WWE. You did that. Can we just... Right. All the men, all the women, and I know we still got one more day, but I just want to give props to the men and women, whether they were wrestlers, producers, camera dudes, whatever. They fucking did that. I agree. Holy fucking shit. Like, I can't remember this uh, last. Oh, Lord. Listen, it was like WrestleMania. They did have some sleeper matches that, you know, they were kind of like the palate cleanser for everybody. And, but, oh my God, let's just the, the Boneyard match, the Shayna Becky match, the, the, the women's tag match, the, the, Brian and uh, Sammy Zayn. Oh my god. I fucking A. Like, that's the grade. Fucking A. Like, they. Oh my god. <laughs> Nicole, what did you think? So, um, well, I, well, I was watching it. I'm going to, I'm so, I'm going to like rewatch some of it because um I was in so basically I was in this Facebook book that I was in they had a Zoom watch party and a lot of the yeah. people were people that I we were all supposed to meet up for mania anyways oh so um and, and then one of the guys was like hey he's like all of us who were supposed to meet up for mania why don't we do like a watch party for both days so we did that and it was really nice um especially the a couple of people that wouldn't be that wasn't going to be able to go to mania like they had their kids in the zoom too so that was really nice oh we had kids in and yeah it was just really nice so it was just like really good vibes everyone it was just really nice but anyways it was just funny watching it because it was like it was funny because everyone was so bad (laughs) Which included me. I'm pissed. I'm so they were mad. Every because we were so we were playing this game like because also like Zoom has a chat feature. So Mm -hmm. every so you had to pick who you thought was going to go over for the match, and then whoever lost, you had to take a shot. I know all y'all drank. Um. I wasn't really trying to drink too, too much because I was like, I don't, I was like, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable drinking with my medicine. So I only did like, 
like one full shot and I just did like little baby ones I was mixed with like juice but anyways especially since I was like losing so much but anyways <laughs> literally for Shayna and Becky everybody put Shayna I knew it literally everybody put Shayna and everybody was like what the fuck happened I told y'all but um <laughs> But yeah, as a whole, it was just like really good. Um, I wish they would have put the Corbin and Elias match first. I still like that's it. That's like that's I think that's the only really thing that I had a complaint about. Um, and honestly, for a good show, the worst match was because I don't want to be like a complete Debbie Downer because I commend everyone for being able to put this on obviously we knew the Goldberg and Braun match wasn't going to be good everyone knew this I think this is like the one universal feeling we all had no pun intended for universal championship <laughs> I we knew it was not going to be a good match I think we all know this everybody right. wants to talk about John Cena having the five moves of fucking doom um, Jesus. at least he has five Goldberg has maybe two. Wow. I'll say I felt like with that match, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah, it was still bad. Two spears and a jackhammer and being over. But also, you think of this, and maybe it was edited. So it was probably real rough the first go around. (laughs) (laughs) But, anyways, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Um,. I'm excited. I'm glad. I'm excited for Nikki and um, Alexa. Um, Nikki and Alexa. More so for Nikki, huh? More so for Nikki. Yeah, Nikki for me. Her ass off again. They need to let Alexa do what she does because she's good. And I know they're concerned because she, she, her like Daniel Bryan. Their heads are pretty soft, but. Mm-hmm. Alexa has really improved. Let her, like, let her show more of her worth. I think that's what's making me frustrated. Yeah. Because we know, because we, at like, we know she's capable now. We're at the point we know that she's capable. Let her show her capabilities. Yeah, let her snap. Let her snap. Yeah, let her snap because she can now. I wouldn't say this a year ago, but if she can fucking snap down, let her go, let her pop off. Thanks. Y'all keep, y'all keep sleeping on Nikki Cross, and I'm telling y'all, she, she was a beast in NXT, and like she, you know, they, I don't know what they need to do with her, but now they're just like, you know what, she showed up, and I think they're gonna be like, let her run loose, let her do stuff, and, you know, I never, I mean, I know we have a thing with with tag teams that just get kind of mishmashed together, but her and Alexa work so good with each other. It's so weird. Yeah. And, and you know, like I'm not even mad that the Kabuki Warriors lost. I wasn't mad either. I'm kind of glad they like. All right, I'm cool. Like, glad they they needed to drop them. I think they held them long enough to yeah. mean something. Yeah. And I think it's time for Kyrie and Asuka to do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And whether they heels or faces, that's going to expand on the roster as a whole. And you'll have a little bit more going because she could, Becky could still go up against Kyrie. You know, she haven't faced Kyrie. 
Naya's not there yet. We don't know if Naya's coming back. Right. Just yet. She haven't faced Naya yet. And then, you know, you got that looming cloud of Ronda Rousey possibly coming back. So you got a whole thing going where it's a bunch of possibilities here. And breaking them up just added, you know, a little bit more to the arsenal of the women's division on Raw. So at least I think they should break them up. And also you got to think about the girls in NXT that they're probably going to call up eventually soon. Bianca's going to... Bianca's time in NXT is very either it's done or it's about to be done. I think yeah. we all know this. Yeah. Um, so that, but back to the show, like that was really good. That I low key thought that the tag, well, it wasn't a tag match, but for the men's SmackDown tag titles, I thought that was going to be match of the night and it was pretty good. It was. Yeah. That whole thing with the ladder inside the ladder on the ropes. I was like, ooh, okay. But I also liked how it ended too, because I'm a sucker for a creative ending. Yeah. Did, did y'all see like, when Kofi hit uh hit the what which one? Jimmy? It was yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, did you see where Kofi hit Jimmy with the hanger? <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, like it was was towards the end where they showed him. It was like super quick, and like he smacked him in the back of the head with the hanger, and he looked at him like, "What the fuck, man?" (laughs) Well, both of them pulled. I mean, Morrison just didn't do nothing but just Velcro, just pull the Velcro so the belts would come off. (laughs) Because they both, they all took it down. I was like, since Jimmy unclipped it, the bell should have rang. He should have won. But because, because he had how, a belt in his hand. Because that's how Oscar won the SmackDown belt. Right. They're really, they got to get their. Or was it the tag belts? She won, I think it was the SmackDown belt. Yeah, so it was at TLC. Because that's how Oscar won the belt. She just unclipped and she just held the hanger. Right. But I think them bitches were basically dead on the floor. It didn't matter. But yeah. But I don't know. I really like that ending. I thought it was creative, and I'm glad that they let Morrison retain for a little bit longer because I just I thought that would have been no offense to Usos or New Day. I love obviously everyone knows I love both of them, but John Everybody coming back, he don't need to lose at Mania. Like but, okay. Um, also, I, I want him and Miz to break up soon so um he can get the IC title. So okay, Morrison okay. can get the IC title. But um again, obviously, um Sami Zayn needs to wrestle more because I think people forget how good Sami Zayn was in a ring. Right. Um, and tonight was a good reminder. Um if Daniel Bryan didn't win. I figured this is once this is when he was gonna take himself down to part time. Yeah. If he didn't win. If he didn't win tonight, I was like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna take himself down. Which I'm happy for him. He's earned it. If anybody on SmackDown has earned making themselves a part timer. It's Daniel. It's yeah. Daniel. Yeah. So um, I'm happy for him for in that aspect. Um can I just state an unpopular opinion real quick? Uh-huh. I don't, they, they, they 
they really just dropped the ball with fucking Morrison. Like, they, as soon as he comes back, they build up, you know, he's been gone for, what, 15 years from the WWE. He's out, you know, making a name for himself, whatever. And then it's like, they just push him back together with The Miz. And I'm like, well, hold up. Like, everyone's happy about him being back together. So I... The I kind of think it was okay to put. I don't but, have a problem with them putting Miz and Morrison together, but I understand where you're coming from. I just kind of felt like at the time when he came in, it would have been a little disingenuous to just put him in and then start. Like, where was he gonna start? Like, the idea of it with Morrison, they they flipped on us because they could have very easily put him in as a face. You know what I'm saying? And he could have started out with against Sami Zayn and them and Cesaro or whatever. Um, but they, they flipped it, and they had Miz turn, and then they had him roll with him, and they revived their tag team. I honestly think that that was a smart choice because the tag team division, as great as it is, it is also getting very stale, and they haven't yet given Heavy Machinery the keys to the kingdom yet. Yeah, but then when you mention why isn't Cesaro and Sheamus doing something, because Sheamus is well, Seamus was back, but, you know, like, when they came back, like, they couldn't, he couldn't have tried to, like, you know, get the bar going again, and, like, Cesaro's like, nah, and then, like, you know, Seamus calling him, like, Sami Zayn's bitch or whatever, or, you know, you're not the guy I used to know, like, why, why are people getting so, like, no, I don't want the bar back together, but they're completely fine with Morrison and The Miz getting to get back together. I honestly wouldn't have minded Seamus being back with Cesaro or having a feud with Cesaro because that would have given Cesaro the time he deserves. And it yeah. also would have given Seamus time. Um, I honestly don't have a problem with either scenario, but I do get what you're saying. You're like, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you're going to be mad about possibly reuniting the bar, then you should be mad about Morrison and Miz. But the difference is between them, Morrison and Miz haven't been together in years. You haven't seen their tag team in years. Morrison hasn't been in WWE in years. So when he comes back, there was already a dynamic set in stone. And they just kind of eased him in without, like, I don't know, without giving him the dramatics of, like, say, I don't know, like a rock entrance. Like if the rock comes back, he immediately absorbs anything that's around him. That's how massive he is in personality and his entire aura. It just engulfs everything. For Morrison, even though he could be like that, they just, they eased him into the tag team division. I think eventually they will break up this team because Miz and Morrison never could sustain their tag team like this. Both of them have massive egos. If you're going strictly kayfabe, both of them have massive egos. It just wouldn't work out in their favor to continue to stay in the tag team division. They're going to outlive it. So I say give them some time and this team will implode. They're going to drop the titles to somebody. I know. I but, think, 
I don't. Well, I, and I I agree on an aspect of yes, they did make a big deal about Morrison coming back, and yes, it was a big deal. But at the same time, it's a different type of audience. Right. You can't. And not everyone who's watching, especially people who are going to the live shows, mm-hmm. were there when Morrison was a big deal. So you can't really rely on that. And the same and the same thing, yes, he was doing a lot in Impact and Lucha and stuff like that. We know this because we're hardcore, we're wrestling fans. Right. You can't expect everyone to be like, oh, okay, cool, John Morrison. Oh, my God, I'm so excited, John Morrison back. Or it's like, oh, that's cool. I was just watching Impact, John on Impact. Like, they couldn't have, they couldn't have brought him back and immediately shot him up in a title title picture because people have been like, what the fuck? Right. Oh, and I just found so many casual fans that watch WWE that don't know John Morrison. Yeah, or you have the younger generation who wasn't there when he was there. Exactly. Who completely th- missed him. My thing is just, you know, I don't, I think Morrison's been, like, super protective because, like, he's not, he's not performing at where we know he can perform. It just seems like, and I know they're heels, but it's just like every match that he, him and the Miz seem to be involved in, the other team puts on the show and they do like 95% or okay, 85% of the heavy lifting. And then, you know, they just come in and, you know, uh, you know, his little move and the Miz does his thing. And then, you know, they win. And I'm just like, why is Morrison being so damn protective? Like he's not like, you can even tell by his entrance. His entrance used to be like, I know we joke about it, but it's true. The Beyonce win, like the Beyonce fans, the hair is going in the breeze. He's now they fucked that up today. They, yeah. they, Dude, it's they been like that up today. Back. There's no, yeah. there's been no Beyonce fans. There's been no, you know, this. To me, he doesn't give off that edge of coolness that he used to give off. Does that well, make? Because like. Morrison was that cool guy. Like whether he was a face or a heel, he was that cool dude. Like you were just drawn to him. But now that he's back, I'm just like, mm, you're the Mrs. Tag partner. I think that you're expecting um, John Morrison from the 2000s, and you have to understand that he's older. And even though yes, he can do some of those things, he is in the WWE. He's not in TNA. This is WWE. It is it is an overly produced, well-protected show. And they know that Morrison is a star. They are going to they do him more than likely, if that is what you're saying, you see, they are probably telling him to tone it down the same way they tell, you know, maybe Sasha to tone it down, the same way they tell um, a Bliss to tone it down. Because they don't want them to get injured trying to do all this acrobatic shit. They don't want to lose the commodity that they already that they know is there. So I that's the only way I can explain it is that he's older and they probably told him to hold back a little. And then also you think about he's not gonna wrestle 
like he's not gonna keep wrestling like how he was and that's what people complain about Shinsuke people yeah. have the same complaint about Shinsuke and you're thinking and even with AJ at yeah. times because AJ doesn't do all the crazy shit that he did you have to realize these guys are in their late, four, late 30s 40s Right. They have families they want, especially John. Like, John wants to do so much stuff that mm-hmm. they're not going to wrestle like they did when they don't have to. I know Correct. that doesn't really, that doesn't, people don't want to well, hear that, but it's true. That makes yeah. sense, though, but it's, I, and, I yeah, don't... And, it, and it sucks, but at the same time, I'd rather them give me something that nothing at all. And yeah. if they're wanting to do this to prolong their lives and keep their bodies healthier, so they can be there for because people are like, oh well, Shin doesn't do this. Shin, this is Shin's last run as a wrestler. Yeah, he just wants to come, look cute, get a paycheck, and <laughs> surf. No, and I'm dead that's serious. No, that's no shade to Shinsuke either. I mean, I, I and the same thing with AJ. AJ's cruising along, making, doing matches like this, having, like, really nice big matches every once in a while because, like he said, once his contract is done, he's done wrestling, period. And that's going to be the same thing with Morrison. I think this is this is going to be Morrison's last run as a wrestler, pretty much, too. So I'm okay with that. Me too. I'm okay because... I see. I already seen you do all that before, right. and I appreciate it. I don't. I don't need to see that anymore. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to fucking do it. Then you might still say that Alexis is right. They are heels. So yes. maybe when he's a face, you'll get more out of him. So I say give it time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not. And before anyone comes at me, I'm not shitting on John Morrison. Okay, I was. I'm going to make myself sound old and maybe gatekeeperish, but we were watching Jim Morrison's match before, or John Morrison's match way before y'all even knew what wrestling was, half of y'all. Mm. And it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, I don't know, man. It's just like something about his return. Like, I was super hyped for it. I'm like, okay, cool, John Morrison's coming back. But then it happened, and I'm like, I don't feel let down or or whatever. Like, people said when Sasha came back, but like, I'm not 100% thrilled about it, too, if that makes sense. I think it's no, you be better wrong. in the long run. I think this is... Yes. Short term, it's it's okay. It's not horrible, but it's okay. I think this is going to be more beneficial in the, wrong, in the long run, and i rather have that more than someone have, like, this dumb flash in a pan um, come back and then they really don't do much and like I'm yeah. not coming for Sasha I love Sasha Banks but that's like an example like Sasha came back hot like and then was, burned out quickly and then it just fizzled out and you're just like what what's going on with Sasha and mm-hmm. there isn't really anything to do with her long term Right, but as John Morrison, like he came back, it was like, oh, okay, he's here again. He got a slow burn. Yeah, yeah. And I rather have a slow burn than someone just come in and I and I don't even really care about what they're doing no more. Like you don't want to be like a ricochet. 
Yes. Uh, Ooh, that's a perfect, that's another in. good example. Right. Ricochet yeah. came in and everybody was on Ricochet team. And now people are like, you know, they don't want to see that. And here's the thing. Not to get off topic of WrestleMania, but we can go back to that in a minute. But what I'm finding and what I see a lot of is people are like, well, where's the story? Where is the 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 character development? Where is the building? My thing is this. There are multiple levels to wrestling. Not all wrestlers focus on their character building, which they should. Okay, you should be a well-rounded superstar. If you ever decide to get into wrestling at any given point, my biggest piece of advice that I would tell you is that even though you are doubling down on learning moves, trying to be great in the ring, you also need to be taking acting classes and improv classes and learning how to build a character. Mm -hmm. That That should be in your arsenal at the beginning because when you get ready to step inside the performance center or AEW's training center, or if you're on the indie scene working your way up, when you get ready to go in there and you are not prepared, you are not going to be looked at as somebody that they can use. You want to be somebody off the gate where I need them. They got good character. They know how to create themselves. They know how to brand themselves. They know how to shape themselves to fit. I like this. Then you get in the ring and then you can perform, but you need to have both sides. Because that's how guys like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's how they were able to get over. That's true. Because so you, you just just think about this too with character. Like if you want to be like, think about it. when you imperson when you impersonated wrestlers when you were a kid, who did you do? You always did people like Stone Cold, The Rock, DX. Like just from a WWE standpoint, you did people with like the personality to stand out but could also right. keep up but you don't always and you know what you know pipe if you want to get old school macho man hulk hogan i talked to my cat as macho man and i think she understands <laughs> what i'm sure which is weird but you got like hulk hogan macho man the undertaker roddy Old roddy pipe ultimate warrior you yeah. you personated those people whether you want to admit it or not you did you're hell you know what i'm 34 years old and when i'm in the shower i still pretend i'm triple h and you know because <laughs> <laughs> you just have because it's just something that sticks with you you know yeah. and even if you don't want to be like the very loud charismatic guys like whatever you look at like guys like i want to say Malenko. He comes out, he's not flashy, <laughs> but like, you know, guys with like Dean Malenko, like the ones who weren't so flashy, and I, like even to a point where it's like Randy Orton, Randy Orton comes out, yes, he's very egotistical and bravado, but like his current incarnation, what he's doing now, he doesn't come out, it's not very grandioso, like him and Dean Malenko come out, they're intimidating as hell, because yeah, Malenko don't look like much, but this man knows a thousand ways to hurt you in alphabetical order and he carried himself excuse me he carried himself like that he wasn't all mr fireworks and whatever but he just carried himself with that aura they called him the ice man for fuck's sake because he had no emotion but seeing but that, that was his character because, though and he you had a character i could buy into it i can't say that for ricochet 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 is just a guy who can flip and sometimes wrestle in the ring, which occasionally the flips and tricks are cool. After a while, you have to be able to entertain, and that's where the issue is coming in. 
Like, I feel bad for guys like Cedric and Ricochet, but I, I, I've come to understand why, but I just believe that they really haven't given Cedric a chance to be able to have a personality, to be able to showcase what he's capable of. Like, he had one, a little bit of a back and forth with Fox and Noam Dar, and it worked on 205 Live. Then um, he had... He puts on great matches. He can wrestle and do all the acrobatic stuff too. I I like Cedric, so I'm I want to see him. I can do without Ricochet, and I hate to say that, and it's no disrespect to Rick Rick, but I can do without Ricochet. And I find now I knew that this was coming, but I was waiting. I a couple years ago before, because I've only been on Instagram for a year or so. But a couple of years ago, when I was starting the page and it was getting traction, everybody was more on the side of the guys like Will Ospreay, like Ricochet. That's what they're requesting. That's what they're asking for. Now you see that there is a, a change in the tide again. They want stories. They want characters. They want to be invested. And it's like... This is why people feel like wrestling fans are wishy-washy and fickle because you flip so quickly. It doesn't take much for you to change with the wind. You're like a leaf. Every time the wind blows, you're over here. When the wind blows to the right, you're over there. You can't never be settled. And that is a problem for me because I feel like when you finally get something good, like today, Finally, WrestleMania was solid this week. I didn't have no issues with what we saw. I didn't go into it with any expectations, and I'm glad I didn't because it allowed you to be able to watch it without prejudging it. And it was just, it was fun, especially Taker and AJ Styles match. That shit was fun. It was fun to watch. That was probably... They the the Taker AJ segment was better than anything they could have done in front of a live audience, and I that is a hill I will fucking volunteer to die on. But prove me wrong. If they if they had people there, if they legit had fucking people there, it would have just been a. Been been a it I think been a, this is a good match. lesson for WWE yeah. that they should have. A match like this every wa- every once in a while. That's mm-hmm. not that is not at the stadium. Just fucking play it. Yeah. I it think was- that they learned. I because I think they're seeing like how over this is. They're gonna be like, okay, this is something that we can do. Every not all the fucking time. Don't do it all the time. Right. Every once in a while, like something like this. Like every all of the big four, you get one of these kind of produced matches. Or you know what it really would be cute if they brought back Halloween Havoc. Yeah. And literally did and did shit like this. Actually have like like two like ring matches, but do most of them like this. I Like, I was more entertained by, like, that than anything they could have done live. Like, they could have brought back the old Buried Alive match, and I would have just been like, Grandpa Taker and crazy homophobic uncle are going back again. It's like Thanksgiving all over again. 
you know. Oh, come on, Alexis. <laughs> say that. But no, it it was like I was watching it and I'm like, cause just just the atmosphere. I know we, we're skipping over, but like it's just the atmosphere. Cause y'all know I love Undertaker. I sit here, I I give him shit. I call him Grandpa Taker. Grandpa Taker's cranky. Where's his beer? You know, like I I, I do <laughs> like I'll do it. But y'all know I love the Undertaker. Undertaker is my favorite character. Like it's just his everything he did and like the way they came out with like the headstones it's in the cemetery at first like it's a cemetery and they have the headstones and then you know how they have the hearse and you're thinking like oh shit like Tigger's coming back in a hearse and like AJ comes out of like the fucking casket which you could not pay me enough to be in there I don't give a fuck how long it'll be like I don't care if you tell me it's like 15 seconds no I Mm. couldn't do it I I would not be oh yeah I don't play I don't fuck around no casket that's no. all, you don't do that shit. No, like, I don't mind it for decoration, but if you ever tell me getting a real one, I'd be like, how much you paying me? I better right. not even. I couldn't know that for dead. Like, that's, that's the only two options I have. And so, like, he comes out, and then, like, the royalty-free Metallica-sounding band when he pulls up on the motorcycle, I was just like, okay, comfy taker. And then, like, when you see the back, and it's the old school taker symbol that I don't care who you are, you drew that shit on every single notebook you had back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. You you saw him get off the motorcycle and it's like the ultimate mashup of taker because there's like the American badass taker, there's corporate ministry taker, there's old school taker, there's Phantom of the Opera taker and you're just like, if you look really hard, there's like different bits and pieces from like his whole career and I was like oh like again it was like what mania two years ago when he came back like as the phenom and when he walked you know the the reaction everybody did was because he had hip surgery but then he fucking walked the ropes which he had not done in like forever like the react that was that was my reaction to it again and just like it was shot so well it looked like a fucking horror movie that like Blumhouse would put on it's nothing like you know crazy supernatural it was like I got Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes from it from watching it because I'm like this is a movie I would go pay to see money and get the shit scared out of me but I want the undead biker to win. Like, you know, I, it was it was so good. And then like the ending where he buries AJ and you see the the eyes roll on the back of the head. <laughs> the fucking camera zooms down and there's the prosthetic hand sticking out of the fucking. That hand sticking out took me out. That like, hand took me out, young. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But I it, love- was, it was done so well. I have, and- to ra- I have to rant about this because it's starting to make me mad. Uh, oh, God. Um, Here we go. I'm going to need Mr. Reby to... Mr. Reby. Right. Where the fuck that bitch's name? Um, yes. The Broken Universe itself was amazing. Had, um, 
hence the word was. Hence the word was. Unless they do something else with it, it it's not it's not hitting like it used to on AEW. And I'm not just saying that because I do enjoy AEW. Um, I don't know some of the time. Yeah, but um, it, it's not hitting. It's not hitting like it used to. But I'm gonna need you to not try to take credit for something that you didn't. Ooh, people are going in on Matt. Good. Um, what they saying? What they saying? As they should, because he need to shut the fuck up. People are trying to say that Matt Hardy has invented cinematic wrestling, and he also thinks he invented cinematic wrestling. Did he's been doing this shit for ages? People have been doing this shit for ages. And WWE has done this before. And this isn't the first yes, time. They've they done it before. It was horrible. But it they've was done so it easy. before. And also, I'm going to need people to go find this show called Lucha Underground because <laughs> those are the people who had really perfected this style of filming wrestling. I'm not yeah. saying this style wrestling, but this style of filming wrestling. And I think, and we've talked about it before, Lucha Underground isn't going to get its flowers like it should for a very long time. It needs to come back. It's unfortunate um, that it's not getting the flowers because they helped shape the current landscape of wrestling and they helped sort of turn the curve for it, creativity-wise. That's yeah. why everybody's all run around saying that they want to leave this company and this company because I want to be so I want to be creative. I want my creative freedom. <laughs> That's why I left. I want my creativity is because of Lucha Underground. Right. Uh, so I'm going to need Matt to shut the fuck up. I know you are probably high as a kite fighting your wife during this time. Oh, so you missed Lucha Underground. <sighs> Oh, that's Damn, a, Nicole? That's a, oh, ooh. That hurt. That hurt me. But I want you to go on Tubi. T, Tubi is an app. If yep. you have a Roku or a smart TV or a Fire Stick, it is on there. And it has all five seasons. I believe yes. they only did have five seasons. If, um, we, really, if we really want to get into it... um. Another wrestling promotion that that I don't know if they're still there or not, but no, they're still there because they like the tweet I sent out. Uh, Riptide Wrestling, they they filmed it just like Lucha Underground. They had no commentators, so the mic the ring is mic'd up, and the wrestlers are basically feeding off each other, and just the only it's only the the only people there are the fans, the two the wrestlers and the ref, and that's it. There's no com- color commentary. There's no nothing. And that's like gritty cinematic shit. Just watching this, like there was a there was one match with a NXT UK. They just signed her. Her name's Candy Floss, and yes. like she was in an intergender match with some guy. I can't remember his name. And he was like, just I mean, they were telling a story because like apparently this guy had been giving her shit for like a really long time, saying she'll never make it as a wrestler. Blah blah blah. No one takes her seriously, and it's just like. 
she just all of a sudden like snaps and beats the shit out of him and it's just like watching a movie where it's like the the protagonist finally grows a pair and like just knocks the bad guy like tko it was, i love i love shit like this you know so uh this is why jeff has always been the the cooler brother because you know jeff would never say shit like this so all in all what is your grade of part one of wrestlemania alexis I, you go first i give it an a like it, it is we at this time where we're filming it it is almost midnight and I'm still riding, like, the high. It's ridiculous. Like, I can't remember this, like, how long ago I felt this excited about wrestling. It made me feel like a kid again watching it for the first time. Like, you know, we had, it's like WrestleMania, you know, you have your palate cleanser matches and whatever. Nothing really disappointed me. You know, the, the, everyone was, you know, they could tell they were, everyone was working together they could have called it in. They didn't. Um, I'm really excited about tomorrow. Yes. And, you know, again, to like all the men and women there, the, whether they're performers, uh, in ring, whatever, like the, the, the lady in the back supplying people Lysol. Because, <laughs> you, know, <there's> so <laughs> you know, everyone who, who came together and put this show on from like the bottom of my heart, thank you so fucking much especially with all the craziness going on in the world, we, we, we need escapism. And for three hours, I got to forget what shitty stuff is going on in the world right now and just had fun. And, and I and feel like a fucking kid again. Like, it was, just, it was just so fucking cool. And now if Drew loses tomorrow, I'm going to be super fucking pissed. And that's <laughs> And that's <laughs> that goes about saying, I think. So, um, I mean, even like the stuff, the ladder match was great. The fucking Kevin jumping off the fucking WrestleMania, pulling a Mick Foley and nearing, nearly dying for us. That was crazy. Um, you know, I just, <sighs> damn it. I'm just going to go watch Lucha Underground now. Uh, no, first I'm going to go rewatch the Boneyard match. And then I'm going to go watch Lucha Underground and probably get blocked by Matt Hardy. So we'll see what happens. Oh, no, I'm hoping I I just, well, it wasn't me, but I just tweeted that I hope everyone knows that Matt Hardy did not invent um, cinematic wrestling. And with that hoopla from um, SpongeBob, we will just watch you. That pissed me off. Also, another thing. I know Tiff really does not agree with this. I thought Seth's gear was fucking fire. I hated it. I loved it. No, him and his altar boy choir robe need to get the fuck on somewhere. No. It was was more of a cardinal robe. The reason I know this is because I'm low-key technically Catholic. Technically. And I did go to Catholic school for many years. So it was more of a cardinal and a pope robe. I hate it. It looked like he stole it from Andrade. <laughs> it was the it was the cut. I wish he used a red collar. I used I wish the like I wish like the details were a different color besides black. Because I was like, I love this, but it's very Andrade like. 
And I think if he they if he at least changed the color for it, but also Seth is very monochromatic and he literally only wears four different colors, if that black, so, white, gold. Yes. And gray. So yep. I'm really not surprised by that choice. But I fucking love that gear. I'm going to wear that cosplay when I go to a brunch at Mania next year. I don't give a fuck how hot it is. With a hat. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I hate her for this. I hate her for that. I'm so excited. It's going to look so good. Uh, every minute of it. I thought he wasn't allowed to wear a white after the uh, white power. You know what's real fucked up? Because some when I was in the Zoom, we were talking about, we're like, oh, what kind of gear do you think Seth wears? Because he always has pretty good mania gear. And someone was like, oh, I hope he brings back that white gear. And I was like, I'm pretty, I was like, I remember, and he said it before, Vince hated that gear for some reason. I love his white gear. I'm not going to lie. I think he looks great in the white gear. Yeah, but for some reason, Vince hated it. It's extremely blinding. And you know, Vince obviously never has dislikes or likes anything. But I guess he he wanted to wear it again or something. He was like, no. So he doesn't, and also Seth doesn't technically have that gear anymore. It's in the archives now. Bullshit. How the fuck they gonna take his gear and put it? That's trash. Well, no, he gave it to he gave it to archives because I guess he was kind of like, if I can't wear it anymore, WWE also needs to make a museum. By now, I think that's. Yeah, if they're going to have their gear and they can display their old gear, especially wrestlers who passed away, they could display all their gear, their titles, because they got all that stuff just sitting there collecting dust. People would pay money to go see that. Oh, shit. And if they're paying, and honestly, if they're paying a fucking whole ass curator from the fucking, who used to work at the Smithsonian. Make him do his job. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, 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 help, like, build a museum. I know they like having the boots in the foyer, because the boots are, like, when you first walk into the offices or something like that, like, Andre's boots or something, like, it's very accessible, or whatever. Which is nice, but... In the work every day, and getting to see Andre the Giant's boots. I just responded to Matt's tweet. I said... I said, um, wrestling has been doing this kind of stuff forever. Please don't turn into your wife and be bitter over every uh, over every other thing. Oh, child. Because he's just, he's going off and people are not having it. Like this one guy, what is it? Let me find it. It says, you legit dodged the response. Doesn't Matt Hardy teleport? Yes, he does. Taker did, so does Taker. Doesn't Matt Hardy sacrifice by deleting them? Yes, he does. So does Taker. Doesn't Matt Hardy light things on fire? Like he does. From Taker. Like, please. Oh. It sounded to me like Matt Hardy mad because he couldn't do what he wanted to do and they put this great match on and he wasn't a part of it. But you're in AEW now and you said it yourself. You have creative freedom there. So, 
Use your chops, bitch. Because I can guarantee you they have no one there is talented. Because the guy who helped him come up with the ultimate deletion um, is at WWE. And I guess he was one of the people who helped put this together. And I'm hoping, (laughs) gosh, what is his name? The guy who who worked at Lucha Underground also is there. And I'm hoping that he also had some hand in it, which I'm assuming he probably did. Yeah. Unless he did the we'll we'll probably we'll have we have to wait and see how the Firefly Funhouse match looks. Yeah. Because they might have had the thing where, okay, the ultimate deletion guy, you spearhead the boneyard match and then have the guy who did Lucha Underground, you spearhead the Firefly Funhouse match, which I think makes more sense because Bray and Cena are more actors. Right. I just, I don't, I don't w- like yeah, it. WWE trying to get a fucking Emmy <laughs> this, this year. I find how match is gonna be fucking dope. I that's what I was saying. Wait. Can I wait? I just don't know. I don't see why. I mean, okay, like. I mean, WWE's done this forever. WCW is, like, fucking notorious for, like, cinematic stuff. If you go back and watch their shit in, like, the early 90s, they are, it's it's fucking notorious. They don't sit here and try to say, like, I'm really losing a lot of respect for Matt, so he really needs to shut the fuck up before I just don't give a shit about him anymore. I'll give Matt the benefit of the doubt. So let's just say Matt was just trolling. That way, it doesn't make you that upset. I really genuinely think he genuinely think he was trolling. I don't think he is that fucking dumb to actually believe that he just created all of this. He's this magnificent being. I think he's just buying into his character and trolling, but he just needs to focus on trying to figure out how they're going to correct their mistakes in AEW, because as great as AEW is touted to be, they also have a lot of flaws, namely in their production, which is why Matt Hardy's teleportation shit looks so bad, because they don't have good enough production. I saw a for their normal matches and they're on honestly even for their pay-per-views they're a little bit wonky too so that's what i'm saying like if matt hardy wanted to go somewhere where production was good and he could have some creative freedom honestly he could have just went back to fucking impact Yes, because Impact got the whole thing with um Rosemary and um what's her name? What's the girl's Rose name? Too young. The, yeah, that undead realm, the dead realm, or whatever it is. I thought and that was also, pretty. And that was pretty cool. With, um, who else is there and is doing something weird? Um, Sammy Callahan. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, honestly, if he wanted to do somewhere where the production is decent. AEW's production is not good, and nope. I'm not, and it's, again, we're not being shady, we're just, like, this is That's something that we want, it's true, and we want them to work on. You want to be at that level, that is something that you really need to work on. 
Tony Khan, quote unquote, is apparently so fucking rich and it has so much goddamn more money than Vince. Well, he's not spending it where it should be. Mm. There is no reason where you have, for, again, I'm going to say this, you have apparently all this money floating around. Mm-hmm. This is what you say. This is everyone loves to say how much money Tony Khan has. Okay, where First, is Tony Khan's money going? He's too busy paying off old WWE guys to come in and wrestle for them. Exactly. And, like, and his EVPs. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't going to the right places. Also, where are the people of fucking color? I don't want to hear another peep out of them being so diverse. There's not a single person of color in the title picture. Ooh, None. They're never had. They had. They did one thing with Scorpio Sky, which was r- amazing, and they should have kept it going. But then they dropped him back off to SCU, and then they dropped it, and then they dropped the titles of fucking Kenny and Horseman. Adam um, Page. Yeah, Adam Page <laughs> a couple weeks, not that long after that. Which I but thought was so... Which I, I still think it's odd. I think it's so weird they're a tag team. I think it's idiot, especially when they're talking about, we have the best tag team, you know, blah, blah, whatever. Again, exactly. I don't want it. Again, another thing I don't want to hear. So, I and that's what I'm saying. Don't talk about how you're so diverse and you have this and you're not fucking doing it. And then you're not doing anything with Sonny Kiss. I understand that he was, like, finishing up college, so maybe he didn't want a full workload. That's what I'm hoping. I didn't know that. Good job on Sonny. Yeah, he was in school. So that's why when people were like, where's Sonny? And I was like, I keep forgetting he was, like, finishing college. So I'm not – so hopefully that's why they weren't – doing as much with him um the only people that people of color that you kind of have in the forefront are with Jericho or with Jericho's groups and they're basically lackeys um Santana or NRT's barely talk they're nope. just behind Jericho yep. and then you have Sammy Guevara which is no offense he's very white passing yeah so mm. it's like Where's private party at? Like literally, where's private party? Probably in the back. Why are <laughs> so? If you if they they should do something <laughs> with SCU. Um, there's not a lot of black people or just people of color. Period. Yeah, yeah. In AEW, so that's very that hard to like, because you're sitting there trying to figure out who else is there that's a person of color. That's the problem. Exactly, but then you want to talk about how diverse you are, but I have to think very hard, and then they're the first, and those group of people, and those are, w, and those AEW stands, not fans, because there are AEW fans who are just fans of wrestling and know, okay, like, I might not be a fan of WWE, but I'm not just gonna, like, you know, dislike weird, I'm not gonna be a weirdo about it. Like, right. they're not some AEW shill who basically direct, who, I don't know, just, I can't, I can't stand those people. Just like I can't stand w- hardcore WWE fans who can't see beyond reason. 
I give everyone an equal amount of smoke before okay. anyone tries to say something. I really do. But Let's anyways, just, yeah, it's just they don't like just they don't uh, like they just don't understand. I I don't want them to come out and act like they're doing all of like they're so different. They're not. Your your company is still ran by a billionaire who's probably Republican because they can keep their tax dollars. Oh, I'll just say this. And about I don't care. And again, like people say, like, and I had this argument. People were coming at me when people were talking about, oh, well, I was like, Tony Khan is the billionaire. People who are billionaires low key aren't really that good of aren't good people low key. Oh, and I'm and I don't care what all dumbass fucking charities you do. What and then <laughs> honestly, and during this entire pandemic, I think people really realize that as a whole, Bang. millionaires okay, but people who are legit billionaires, they are not good people. Cause they could have easily bought and donated these masks and all this stuff to these hospitals. Like, what are y'all doing? Y'all could write this shit off on your taxes. And yeah, and this is just like, and them like not contributing, contributing, contributing to society as a whole. Thanks. Bill Gates is the only one I little, I I give him a little bit of leeway, and I mean little, I give him maybe an inch. And then people try to say like people. People talk about Vince like he's a fucking devil, and yeah, he's a shit person. Yes, we know this. Yeah. But you gotta do some stank shit to become a billionaire to get be is be very successful like that, especially yeah, heard within a, a sports people. industry. You gotta do some dirt. Yep. So, Speaking of the sports industry, yeah. Today, Mr. Trump. 45 had all of the sports guys, all the top sports executives in a meeting. And that included Vince and Dana White. Nobody knows what this meeting was about. They did have the NCAA um, executive in that meeting, but they had the head of the WNBA. They had the head of the NBA, MLB, the head of the PGA tour, they had everybody that has to do with a sport that would be on at this moment right now. And they just had a meeting. And I'm like, what the fuck were y'all talking about? Yeah, you sent us that. And I'm like, what the fuck is this for? I think, well, it kind of makes sense to me because I think he probably wants to discuss, okay, when because when we eventually start transitioning back into normal society we can't full have full blown on scales um sporting events that's not going to be like that for a really really long time probably yeah so i think that's why he's going to be like okay we can have eventually at this point of time or whatever point in time can start having events but it, we can't completely, you can't, we can't, so I'll use the Gundarina. It's not the Gundarina, the Q, I don't know what the new name it is. I'll say Progressive Field. It's the Rock name, I don't think, has changed. Or it's- in-
Okay, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes sometimes <laughs> anyway so make sure you guys stick with us at down for the count and we're going to continue on with our show Wrong. jesus <laughs> fucking christ okay the wolstein center the wolstein center has not been renamed okay so they're probably say well and all this is a bad example because this is technically ncaa which i think they should have met because football college football starts soon yeah so Mm -hmm. i don't understand why the president of the ncaa was there i i found that very 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 strange or that might be something or that might fall under betsy since that's considered educate is for school so it might be considered part of the education realm but mm-hmm. Lord knows she doesn't do her job anyway. So, again, I'm not going to go there. This isn't a po- political podcast. Yeah, but, but fuck her. She, fuck her. But I'll fuck her. Fuck. She's, she's fucking terrible. Period. But anyways, um, I think it's to discuss, okay, you can start having events with people, but you can only sell, let's say, 30% of the stadium depending on what kind of building it is so say i'm gonna use the queue for example even though it's not the queue anymore i think the queue i want to guess i want to say at least what fits at least ten thousand people maybe twenty thousand twenty thousand people okay so you can max capacity but for a wrestling event we take that down to 15 because of the way the ring and shit is set up yeah so be like all right you can have 800 to a thousand people in here okay so you're saying he had to meet you think he had the meeting to tell them to ease back into the live event and yes. not just go full on full stream which is smart, which we need to do i think that's what they're gonna do and also they can't be that close like See, i would believe that if it wasn't dumbass trump yeah yeah if it was like President Obama or even President Bush, because even President Bush had some sense, okay? Yeah. I would believe it if it was one of them. But this is President Trump. So my I your idea sounds plausible, it's smart, and it makes sense. But because Trump is dumb, mm-hmm. and really has no business acclimate. I'm gonna say it, I don't give a fuck. I know for a fact that he don't. Cause he don't own. Why are you fighting right on my leg? Get down! I, I, I just, I just know he just that is not what that call was about. I am one hundred percent sure that he was talking about boosting the morale of the American people by putting on these live events for these sports shows. I'm, I'm almost one hundred percent sure of that. Because he is desperate to reopen the country, despite the fact that the the coronavirus has not slowed down, and he just wants to get everything rolling and get it popping again. Because you know people are desperate to leave their homes. The moment they say it's safe for you to go out, shit is going to rock 
And I mean, restaurants ain't going to be able to see people. The mall going to be crowded. You're not going to be able to do shit. You ain't gonna be able to go nowhere. Clubs gonna be rocking. People gonna be acting a damn fool. The beaches gonna be full. Flights gonna go be out the ass because people gonna be getting on flights like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I just, I, I, it makes sense what Nicole said. Makes perfect sense to me because you do need to ease that back in and not go full on because if you do, the virus can come back very quickly. Okay, so yes. that makes sense, but I just Trump's not smart enough to do it. No. He's just not. So unless somebody else was manning that meeting, and if somebody else was manning the meeting and they just said, you know, they gave him the credit, because that happens a lot with him. I think okay. that's what happened because I think he's. I miss Waffle House. Um, <laughs> that was random. No, man. Waffle so, House at one o'clock in the morning. That shit's on fire. Shit. But yeah, that's what I think. I think someone is came up with that idea, and they're just letting him take the fucking. They just gave him notes. It was like, here you go. Just, yeah. Just throw me a few, a few extra coins on my paycheck, and that's it. Right. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is just. Me, that's just what I picture, and also from like, and I know Tiff, you have family in the military, and like from a family I have in the military as well. This is what I'm assuming this is because I know what my family member had talked about. Well, I'll say uncle, just just take that out. Um, yeah, they're going to like he's like probably. He's like, it's starting to, he was like, yes, it's not great right now, but it's getting, starting to get better, but in most places, but obviously in places like New York and stuff where it's just a madhouse, it's going to be like that for a while. Yeah. But the rest of America can slowly start getting turned back on. I you know, as much as I want to say, yes, everyone's like restaurants are going to be bumping, people are going to want to get out, like movie theaters are going to be selling out, all that shit. I think it's, it's going to take a while because I think honestly, people are going to be really, really worried about this because, I mean, as of right now, where I'm at, they're, um, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely fucking insane. And um, our wonderful, wonderful Gov, uh, Knox County mayor has kind of made himself look like an idiot. And I'm kind of pissed off at him for it. I don't, I don't, okay. yeah, I don't think shit's going to go back to normal as quick as everyone is really hoping to. I think it's, it's going to be like, like the 9-11 factor. It's going to take people a very, because this is going to be a brave new world that we're, we're walking into. Let's be real here. It's oh, not yeah, gonna for be, sure. I, do, I believe that 100%. It's not going to be the same as it was, you know, in January when we were all, like, riding high and, like, what's a coronavirus, you know? Um, 
but he, no, I think people you know what's be messed more up. Cautious. You know what the messed up part is? A lot of this is because they let Mardi Gras happen still. What? Like, I thought they stopped Mardi Gras. No, Mardi Gras happened. Oh, Even yeah. with the virus. Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah. you guys, well, Mardi, it was just really quiet. Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras happened. Mardi Gras, because Mardi Gras is like last week of February, first week of March. And that's that when all that shit started. It was really peaking, though. Yeah. Like, it wasn't peaking, peaking yet, but it was like, it was starting to become a problem. Right. And I was like reading in a bunch, like, Mardi Gras really that's what really broke the camel's back literally it was Mardi Gras and I forgot what was the other event that was going on somewhere in a that's what really fucked us up we, no, we they, sh- they should have canceled if they canceled Mardi Gras even with drunk Trump being a fucking idiot it would have yeah. been more under control yeah, yeah. Well, but this, see, I don't, I don't mean like I'm. I get where where Alexis is coming from, but I don't think that it it it's not gonna. See, we will be cautious. Yeah, we're gonna be like hesitant to go out. Like people our age and older are gonna be like, okay, look, fucking viruses out there fucking people up. We still need to be very cautious. You know, keep hand sanitizer, buy them hand sanitizer wipes. You go in the store, you're going to be more susceptible. You know, you're going to be thinking, hey, I need to wipe this damn cart down. Maybe I shouldn't just touch this cart. You know, that that's natural. Because as you get older, we just, we become more cautious as m- more catastrophic things start to happen. I won't say that for the younger generation. They're going to throw costs to the wind. They're going to do what the fuck they want to do. You're going to see. It's not going to be us that's going to be running out and doing what we want to do. It's going to be them. They're going to be doing whatever. Look what they did. They didn't give a fuck. They was down in Miami tearing Taking shit up. Fuck. Yeah, that really tearing shit up in Miami. On the beach, talking about fuck Corona. It's my birthday. I'm going I'm to do what I want to do. I'm like, Corona ain't worried about your motherfucking birthday. That hoe taking lives, bitch. She don't give a damn about your birthday. That greasy bitch don't care about your birthday. All she want is them lungs. She gonna take your ass out of here. You need to be more concerned about seeing your next birthday, not celebrating the one you got. Yeah, that's that's gonna be the problem. Is the ones who come up after us, the generation after us. I think certain areas are gonna be a disaster zone. Disaster, like where I live at. No offense to like people. My, I live in a very like. How to describe this? Like, it's a very blue collar. Yeah. So it's a lot of people getting drinks, going. It's a very like happy hour. Um, very um, going out on a Saturday night, going to the casino, going to a nice, going downtown to a nice restaurant, especially when there's a walleye game or a mud hens game, then it's popping mm-hmm. downtown. Or, and they're starting to become like, they're starting to have like a lot of concerts again and shit like that. It's popping. So I think where I live at is going to be a fucking shit show. It's going to be a shit show because everyone's going to be able to go out again. Yep. And be able to go to games. And it's just going to be overrun. And it's going to be a disaster. 
Especially I, if it calmed down by like June, mid June, early July. Yeah. Oh hell no. It's a hell no. And if you think about and also you think about that's when Pride is. Yes. It's especially the gays can come back out again. The gays can go go to brunch again, can go that's and especially in Columbus, since they missed especially Columbus since they missed all of that Arnold revenue. Mm-hmm. If they come even though um I forgot I when are the dates? Columbus's pride is in June. Yeah, especially if they come within a decent time to have it on the scheduled dates or even like a week or two after, it's a wrap. It's going to be insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Daryl, go to New Jersey because Bouncing Souls are playing, and that's in like mid June, early July, one of the two months to start with a a J. And you would think, like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Going to New Jersey, not a problem. But now I'm thinking about like if they, if this shit te- like not peters off completely, but like gets lower, people are just gonna jump on a plane and fucking go anywhere. I'm telling you, they're gonna fly to Oklahoma just because they can. Facts, facts, and then the airlines gonna be gouging people's dicks. Just they gonna be up y'all ass with no Vaseline because Tiffany so, don't. Fly. So, anybody, so everybody who wants to go to Mania, I'm low-key. I think once I start getting my paychecks back in, hopefully they start sending them out soon. I'm going to buy my Mania now as soon as possible because there's still decent price flights. They're not going to yeah. cancel it because it's so far out. Because as soon as everything's a go, that my trip that also let's say I pay two hundred dollars for these tickets, if that is gonna be a thousand plus dollars. Yes. They got till September to get this shit figured out. Because she wanna go to Riot Face. I'm trying to go to Pride. I haven't gone to Pride and I went la- I went one day last year, but I worked that day and I was tired and I didn't care after a while. I want to go to a Pride this year. So I was go out with my husband for our anniversary, but I honestly don't think they're gonna have it together by June. I just want to go to Target and window shop. I know that sounds like such a white girl thing, but I just want to go to Target and look. You don't want to go with Target. You want to go with Target. I I don't want to have to like okay so I went to Walmart today. It took me damn near 30 minutes just to get through the line. And while I'm there, because I'm I you know I got the bandana wrapped around my face. It sucked, but guess what? Suck it up, Alexis. You have to do it anyway. Um, you know, I was just trying to get through there. People were like crowding the aisles. I was just trying to get some nacho cheese. I'm like, will you please fucking move? And, you know, I just, I'm going there and I catch myself because, you know, you walk through Walmart, you're just like, you know, while I'm here, because I needed some deodorant. And then I'm like, you know, while I'm here, there's the makeup section right there. And you catch yourself going into the makeup section and just like looking around and you're like, what what the fuck am I here for? Like, And you get out because you realize what you need to do. But it's like, sometimes you just, 
need to do that. Like, you just go to Marshall's or you go to Ross and you just look at shit. But it's like, I just, I just want to go to Walmart and not have to, like, deal with, like, people, even though they're like, please stand six feet away, that this old-ass man kept hitting my cart with his, and I told him to back up, like, five fucking times, and then, like, he kept doing it because he thought it was funny, and I looked at him, and I said, if you fucking do it again, I'm going to sneeze on you. Got him to stop. <clears throat> I'm not proud of it, but fuck, I had to do it. But, um, speaking of idiots in power, because now this is kind of turning me off, this is from the Knoxville News. It says, Knoxville County Mayor Glenn Jacobs says, Tennessee Governor's stay-at-home order goes too far. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, oh I, I heard about that, and I was like, what is wrong with him? So here's what it says. Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. for all you Marks Kane, says Thursday afternoon the county will comply with Governor Bill Lee's new stay-at-home executive order but warned it will stress the limits of democracy. Quote, I apply the governor for following through with his, con- his convictions and fulfilling his duty to protect the people of Tennessee according to his judgment, Jacob said in a Facebook Live video. However, I cannot applaud any government moderating the movements of its people and mandating virtually everything we are allowed to do. I understand this is a crisis, but an economic crisis also looms with millions of people out of work and no way to earn a living, many of them due to mandated government shutdown. We also have a looming mental health crisis as individuals struggle with depression and feelings of hopelessness and isolation, exuberated by job loss. Some have already taken their own lives. Okay. Um, first of all, I got a question. Okay. So let's say let's say the country reopens, right? Mm-hmm. And People don't have protective gear. So people don't have masks. That shit is shortage. It's shortages on Lysol, disinfectant, um, anything that's antibacterial, antibacterial, alcohol, aloe vera, anything that would kill the virus, it's a shortage on for whatever reason. So you tell me, if I let my people go back to work, let's say we go back to, um, like you work at a restaurant, it's a prominent restaurant. They say it's Michael Simon's restaurant. Who the fuck going in there? Who going in the restaurant? Because you can get the virus just by being in somebody's presence who has it. So you tell me, how much money is that restaurant going to make being open seven days a week, whether they open at 11 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the afternoon? How much money is it going to make? How are they going to pay their staff? They're going to end up laying their staff off because they can't make the payments because people are not coming in there. And your ass is stupid enough to get it on live and say this impedes democracy. Then you a goddamn fool. If you don't keep your ass at home, you forcing the fucking virus to be spread even further. You will have another situation like what's going on in Italy. Don't be dumb. Stop acting like Kane and use your fucking head. It's big enough for you to use it, so use it. You have a brain. Understand that what he's doing is not necessarily impeding democracy. As a matter of fact, it ain't. He's protecting the public because it's people who dumb like you 
to take their ass outside and be running around here infecting people, and you could be asymptomatic, which means you don't produce, you don't show any symptoms. It does right. not affect you. So you out here infecting people, like that's fucked up for you to even say that is just dumb. It's dumb. Just you should have just sat there and ate your fucking it's, food. It's morally irresponsible. Yes. That pissed me off. Like, why would you leave? Then you go on Facebook Live and say that. Then you reinforcing the rhetoric that I should be able to go out and do what I want. It's not about you going out and doing what you want. Y'all not even obeying the governor's orders. No. And it's, I don't really not like our, I don't really like our governor that much because like, he he's done some bullshit things and he didn't move slow on on stopping this shit. But like. He really, he's he's trying hard because like and this is just think about it, this is the same time where Hobby Lobby got basically a cease and desist because they try to open up their stores again because they're well, trying I'll to be. Tell you what, Hobby Lobby's still open here, and so is Joanne Fabrics. But the thing is with Joanne Fabrics, they made a bin with all of their old like the scraps of the cotton. That they, mm-hmm. you know, the cotton material that they would use to cut yarn for people who like making their own clothes. Right. They made a bin, and then they took the bin, and they grabbed elastic, they grabbed thread, and they grabbed those scraps, and they put the pattern in there for you to make your own face mask. So they have face mask kits sitting up front in a big-ass bin for you to take and make your own face mask. They stay, they open from 12 to 6 every day. And you can go in there and buy your face mask stuff. And then my husband told me today that when you go in the grocery store, they got plexiglass up in front of the register so that the people who are behind the register doing your um, transactions if you sneeze and you don't cover your mouth, it doesn't go on him. It goes on the plexiglass. So they are mouth when you sneeze. That is the most disgusting. This besides chewing with your mouth open, sneezing without that is fucking disgusting. Oh, I've oh. seen so I've seen people in the grocery store blow their nose in their hand. Oh, yeah. I've seen that shit. Disgusting. I watched a man do it and then wipe the shit on the fucking on the fucking shelf and walk away. I watched them do that shit. Oh. I didn't even finish going down the aisle. I just went the other way. I was like, fuck that. It's time to go. So I'm not surprised that people sneeze without covering their mouth. I'm glad they put that plexiglass up though. Now my husband and my mother and my sister went to the store today and they went to about, what was that, four different stores today? Yeah. And every store had the plexiglass up. Every single store had the plexiglass up. Target was on it. Them motherfuckers had the damn cart sanitized for you, gave you your sanitized cart. Yep. They would wipe it down and give you your cart. They got the floor markers where you everything is six feet apart. Walmart was, was like, today. damn. Walmart was like that. They had someone. They had two people standing there with gloves and mask on, sanitizing the buggies as they came in. And they did it. They did it one by one. So when people came in, they asked if they needed a buggy or a basket. Or no, they did away with the basket. They asked if they needed a buggy. They had it cleaned down for them, and then they handed it to, like, they pushed it to them. I was like, damn. Well, they're like, taking the precautions. It's just like 
It, that, it's just irresponsible for him to say that. It's irresponsible, and he's pushing a narrative that people should just be able to do what they want to do. Yes, within reason. And you need to start being smart. It's already bad enough that people were ignoring the orders. In my mind, once the bars and the fucking clubs closed down, if I was in Miami on vacation or in Mexico on vacation for spring break, I'd have brought my ass home. Like, what the fuck going on? Like, all the shit closing. They like, no, we're going to stay in our hotels and party on the beach. And I mean, beach was packed. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's I know someone who was on, literally in Mexico, like on a fucking cruise when that happened. Oh, shit. Oh, here comes. I'm watching Lucha Underground just so Matt Hardy remembers. That's what really, really spearheaded cinematic wrestling. Hey, shout out to uh, shout out to Drunk Wrestling History, which is an, an amazing podcast because all they do is sit around drink and talk about wrestling. Um, thank you guys, thank you guys for liking my tweet. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, they got AJ Styles Wikipedia updated. That shit say he died April 4th, 2020. <laughs> oh, no, for real? <laughs> I gotta get to see this. I have to see this shit. I don't know. You know what I was low key salty about when they were announcing the matches for today? And what? I was like, Literally, most of the what matches that I want to watch are tomorrow. Oh, oh. Because originally, because they were trying to originally make it seem like the Boneyard match was tomorrow too, and I was like, they can't have two gimmick matches like that on the same night. That's doing too much. Right. But then they were like, okay, they were having it tonight. But I was like, I low-key didn't care about the women's tag match. No offense. I didn't care about Baron Corbin and Elias for obvious reasons. Um, Universal Championship match, I didn't care about. The only matches that I I really was looking forward to were Becky and Shayna's, because I I thought Shayna was going to win. And and the SmackDown men's tag match. Yeah. I actually liked Elias and Corbin's match a lot. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It should have went first, though. I still, I liked his placement. I didn't have a problem with his placement. I thought Bliss and and Cross's match, Cross did a really good job in there. She fought majority of that match. She was in it. She kept that match going. She was her own hero, and I was glad that that woman finally got a moment. Even though it wasn't in front of a big crowd, it still was a historic moment. It was so, it was really, it was a good day for Nikki. I liked Corbin and Eliza's match placement. I didn't have a problem with it being second. I thought it was fine. Personally, I felt like they could have moved up Drew's, um, um, not Drew's, but they could have moved up um, Daniel Bryan. Ryan and um, Sammy Zayn's match. Oh, I was looking forward to that one, too. I forgot about that for a second. It was good. I like the fact that they, they was like, <laughs> what made me laugh was Sammy Zayn talking. 
throughout most of it and like begging and pleading and shit. That shit was funny. I'm I'm sorry, but it made me laugh. But all in all, I had a good time watching Mania. I thought it was so much fun. The last match of the night was the best. I seen some people complaining and was like, oh, that was corny. That was whack. And I'm like, that's because you didn't do what I told you to do. You are trying to expect some goddamn five-star gymnast acrobatic shit. And this is The Undertaker we talking about, okay? This is not no... This ain't no match with you know no young group of guys. These this guy these guys are in their fifties and their forties. What they did was work. It worked, especially for the circumstances that they were in. I also liked I liked Becky Lynch and Shayna's match. I thought for once Shayna and Becky Shayna kept up with Becky and Becky kept up with Shayna. They got in that match and was scrapping from the beginning to the end. I, I knew everybody was talking shit. Like they was on cloud ass Period. And they got in there, and Shayna was like, "I'm, I'm not always slow. I'm not gonna make this match boring. This match is gonna snap." And it was a good fucking match. She did a good job in that match, and so did Becky. I was like, "This ain't half. This ain't bad at all. I'm feeling this shit." I liked it all. I loved the the, tight, the um the ladder match. I thought it was a unique circumstance for the match, but all in all, it was a good match. And the way it ended, it was a unique ending, and it left the door open for other things. So I kind of like that too. I like Goldberg and Strowman's match. A lot of people didn't like it, but I liked it, but mainly because it was, it was Strowman won. <laughs> I mean, good for him. It's, it was just so funny. Like, I couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, he's really the fucking universal champion. Yes. <laughs> and I was, it, that was just so funny to me. And it wasn't even like it was bad. It was just so comical. And you know what? It was really funny when it was like the Becky and, um, the Becky and the Shayna match, I said, girl, I said, could you imagine how fucking mad people would have been if they saw this in real life? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'd have been one of them. I'd have been cutting up in the stadium. I'd have been like, what the fuck? Well, they probably had to change up some stuff. This is, uh, like, the whole show, but, like, here's the thing. They brought it with Mania, and we don't know how much longer they're showing, I sent y'all something with that damn hand. It's taking me out. Um, we don't know how much longer they can keep. We don't know how long they've pre-taped the shows. We don't know how long they can keep going. Whether, you know, and I'm speaking for all, you know, wrestling promotions right now. Because CZW is kind of doing the same thing. Where they're ta- they taped in empty arenas. But they even came out and they're like, we don't know how long it's going to take. So... They set a level of stuff where they need to stay on that level. They, No one in that locker room should become complacent again. Nope. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, they they have 100%. no... Like, Alexis, or Alexis, Alexis, I'm telling myself, Alexa has no 
reason to, you know, not show off what she can do. Nikki Cross should not have to, has a right to show off what she can do. Everybody, and even, like, if you think one of the matches were lame, everybody did what they were supposed to do. It was entertaining. We have not had that level of entertainment in a really long time. So, when they come back... Well, since last Mania, basically. Well, when they come back from whatever they're doing, however long this is, when they come back, they need to stay on this level because it's not just us. It's going to be fucking everybody. People will be coming for them going, why, what's happened now? Why? Because, you know, people will complain. That's nothing new. Yeah. But they I, need I think to with make, the barbecue, it was a big old wake-up call. And it's need, like, you perform, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I just they they need to go because they always they need to keep this in the back of their head because something like God forbid something like this happens again. Well, they don't know what to do now. I think now is the time for them. I think after Mania they should take a break. And I said this before in my live. I think it was a couple days ago, but I think they should take a break after Mania. And then I think they should focus on really building the stories around the superstars they want that will lead until WrestleMania. They have plenty of time. It's not like they are, you know, they have to keep going and going and going and going. They're not obligated to do that. If I were them, just like every other business that is, you know, on a hiatus right now, including mine, you need to start working on building it. Even though WWE is established and they have everything, we're aware of that. That is not an issue. WWE will always survive the times. The problem is, is the quality of the programming worth watching? And that's where the issue comes in. Because in this instance, WrestleMania lost a lot of its key players due to their health. And some of them were sick, like... Rey Mysterio was supposed to be in Mania. So was Andrade. So was um, Dana Brooke. And then you had Roman. All of these people were supposed to participate. And they ended up having to leave. So we probably would have had an extra match tonight if Andrade and Rey Mysterio were able to compete. But because they weren't, we lost the match. You lost a competitor in that six-pack elimination challenge they were going to have with Bailey. And then you lost the opportunity to see Roman be champion. So with all of that, they ended up having to change things. The changes is what made WrestleMania better in my book. Because you had you had to work with what you have. And that forced you to focus on what you were presenting. And not necessarily rest on the fact that these guys are big stars. They'll put on a good show. No, you had to structure this. So that this was going to show up and be a mania quality show. And that's what they did. So from now on, you don't have the option of resting on the star power of past superstars and guys like Rollins and Reigns. You cannot do that. That is lazy and it is disrespectful to us while we're watching it. You, if WWE is listening, which to this point, at this point, I know the motherfuckers be listening to me. I know they do. Okay? Because every time I say something, shit start happening. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, is y'all listening? Is y'all sending bots in my lives and shit and sneaking? But anyways, 
y'all y'all have to focus on building your superstars. Now, here's why I say you're doing a good job with that. You got a storyline going with Mandy, Sonya, Dolph Ziggler, Otis, and your hacker, Ali, okay? That is a decent storyline. It started off slow. Everybody is invested in that storyline. You got your hero, Otis. You got your villains, Sonya and Dolph. Mm-hmm. And then you got Mandy, who should be a, a hero, which we'll see what Mandy gonna do tomorrow. Because I got a feeling that little, you know, Mandy Rose gonna, you know, assert her dominance in that match with Otis and Dolph Ziggler. I got a feeling she gonna interfere on Otis's behalf, okay? I think so, too. I think Dolph is gonna think he has an upper hand, and she's gonna yep. knock his ass down or something. And... Low blow something. She gonna do something, but yeah, but you have a workable storyline right there, and that's what people are asking. We want quality wrestling, but you still need a story. You still need to be able to tell me a story from start to finish, and then you have you got something there. Then you can start something with somebody else. Like look at the storyline on Raw with Edge and Randy. That storyline was bred not from their past rivalry, but it started in the now. They were able to take their they were they're great actors, okay? They know how to pull off any storyline, all right? But they were able to start this storyline, and it's one of the oldest storylines in the book. We've seen the storyline play out before, but it's just the sheer fact that this is Edge and Randy Orton and of course Edge's massive return he needed a supervillain to go up against and who better than the legend killer himself Randy Orton alright so you've got good pieces what you have to start doing is structuring your superstars so that they can become the next Edge and Randy Orton You've got guys in the back who were just like Randy. They were not great talkers. They were green as hell when they come into the WWE, but they were able to mold and structure Randy so that he can become who he is. The same thing with Edge. He was very campy and funny. He was gangrels, lackey for a little while. Then all of a sudden, Edge wanted to do his own thing, and he just became the rated R superstar. You know, he just... He was able to sell you the image, sell you the story. You have pieces in the back who can do that. Pieces outside of Rollins and Reigns. And you need to start utilizing them. Now is the time for you to start helping to build the superstars of tomorrow. You already have them set in place. You have Kevin Owens. You have Sami Zayn. You have Samoa Joe. Please, God, please bring back Samoa Joe and let him be the villain he's supposed to be. We are not supposed, like, I don't care if if Joe is a face or a villain, but I prefer my Samoan submission machine. (laughs) Okay, I prefer that, okay? I prefer to hate Samoa Joe. I love him, true enough. I think he is probably one of the best superstars, if not the best superstar you have, and you are wasting him. Just You're not using like him. They're coming out of your mouth right now. 
They need him. They need him. They did not utilize Drew properly, which is why a lot of people don't have a lot of faith in him. But Drew is very capable. And I think if they hadn't started out with this bullshit with him being Baron Corbin's bitch of all things. Thank you. If they hadn't have done that and let Drew be the Scottish psychopath like they claimed, we wouldn't have this problem. You wouldn't have people doubting what Drew is capable of. So I implore WWE to please just utilize the downtime that we all have. Nobody is at the headquarters right now. You're all secluded and quarantined at home. So use that time to start working on your superstars. Use Zoom, Skype, fucking, um, bitch, use whatever. They got all types of damn apps. You you Google Hangout if you want to use something ignorant. Use something Talk to your superstars, create your scripts and storylines, get them to make sure they have what they need. They could be four months ahead by the time we are able to go back to normal life. Y'all can have WrestleMania for next year planned out by now. Mm -hmm. It could be done. So just do it and stop wasting time. You have the time now, do it. You were able to pull this WrestleMania out your ass because I'm be honest, I did not have a lot of faith. No, I think. Well, and to go off what you're saying, I think they're seeing such a. There are going to be people who are going to be negative Nancy's about this, and about especially about certain aspects of this. But I think they're going to look at the general positiveness because this is not only this. This is going to get a lot of mainstream attention. Because the first time ever this was on Fight TV. Yep. Really? Yes. Yes, it was. And also, like, the literally specifically Boneyard match was trending for a while. For at least two. It was on Fox's app, too? Yes. And for the first time, you get on Fox's app. So you can get on Fox app. And you can get it on Fight TV, along with ordering it pay-per-view if you have cable or satellite and the network. I'm sure they gained a lot of new um, fans off of this. It's the only sports thing that was on TV. So Mm -hmm. I think they're using this as an experiment because also, you know how they were talking about maybe making WrestleMania two nights? They've also been talking about this. I think this is going to be like, especially to how tomorrow turns out, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, okay, we might want to make this two nights now. I think that's a, a perfect idea. I'm down for two nights of Mania because, to be honest, we'd probably still be watching it right now or we like this time tomorrow or Monday morning or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, then we're going to be watching it. We're going to wake up and feel like, okay, no, we didn't do anything. Watch seven hours of pro wrestling. Because TakeOver doesn't have to be the weekend of WrestleMania. I understand I why. Mean, yes, I think it, they should, it should still be the weekend, just have it on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah, can't, they can, they do, can go now, without a you know? I was in the live earlier, and Kay doesn't, want, Kay doesn't want two nights of WrestleMania. But I prefer it because you break it up. And I think they don't have to, like, separate it so one show gets one night and the other show gets the other night. They can split it up so it's mixed like they did tonight. And Mm -hmm. they can really 
it could be fun because you won't be so exhausted from watching it. It was only three hours, which is usually the length of a Monday Night Raw. And it ended at 10. Like, we were straight. Like, I was like, damn. Like, I'm just now getting tired, and it's now 1 o'clock in the morning. Right. Like, oh, I could be in two, two shows. Two nights. It's Saturday and Sunday. That whole The whole weekend is mania. That also means that when the other um, wrestling promotions get back into the swing of things with WWE, they can piggyback off of that, too. And usually they have, like, that whole week like that. I think... I think the two-night thing is a bang-up idea. It's smart. It splits everything up. Everybody's not so tired. And then everybody not wrestling in one night, so everybody don't have to be at Mania. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You only show up for your, for your job, and then you can go home. Shit, I get on the flight and leave. Fuck that. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then I come back if I had to be at Monday Night Raw, but if you don't work for Monday Night Raw, and you don't have to be there, or you don't have a dark match or something, you could just fly home and make sure you in town for your match on SmackDown. Because yeah, SmackDown yeah. is Friday. Deuces, I'm out. I'll see y'all in like a week so I can go sleep. Right! Exactly. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. I think, I think this is going to really have them take a cold heart. I think this is making them take a look about how they run things creatively. And I mm-hmm. think this is going to be like, this is how we truly, because like um, Triple H said, it's a marathon, not a race. Mm-hmm. This is how they're going to really put some distance between themselves and w, um, and AEW. If True they respond that. correctly to this, yeah, this is going to be like, okay, this is where the big boys are going to play. I agree. I think they're really going to use this, and they're going to be like, okay. Because no offense, and like, this is what, in tears, they even said that, no other company in the world would be able to do this on this type of scale. No. I agree. And WWE has no excuse. They have all of the talent in the world backstage-wise, creative-wise, wrestler-wise, and like um, John said in an interview, he was like, this is the most He's like this. He's like this is the most talent I think this company has ever had at this point in time. He's not lying, and he is completely a hundred percent as a collective whole, not just four, five, or three people. True. WWE as a whole has the collect has the best collection of wrestlers in the world. The only place that comes, the place that comes second is New Japan. New Japan is is a very, very hot second. Very, very fucking true. Yeah. So, I mean, hell, half the the WWE fucking roster, if you look at, think about it, half of them serve time in New Japan. So, there's that interconnection with them. 
Yeah. So, w, and also WWE has a, a better relationship with New Japan that people would like than people like to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Especially like <laughs> those quote unquote sophisticated wrestling fans. Uh-uh. Get my asshole. But sure. um, yeah, I think WWE and like to this stuff, I think they're gonna take a good hard look about how they run things and how the match structure, like I was saying, this and especially we have to see what the Firefly Funhouse match looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's what's really going to. I think that's going to be a whole nother fucking level. If they did that with me, I can't wait. I literally, that's like I. That's the I one want, match I want to see. I want this Firefly Funhouse to be like. Pee Wee's Playhouse, like on acid. If like acid and LSD, like became one of the same <laughs> thing, and you took it and you watched an episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse, and the fucking chair's trying to eat you, this is the level of that I want it to be on. Well, that like, level of depravity. Yes. I want like if this was a bl- if Taker and AJ was a Blumhouse horror movie, I want. The Firefly Funhouse to be a fucking Rob Zombie horror movie. Whoa. Well, like, um, Braze, if I recall, Braze a fan of Rob Zombie. It's possible. You know, he pretty much has complete like creative Zombie. control over everything he does. And you they know. let John and they let Cena do whatever the fuck he wants. So yeah, and you know Cena's always about pushing other people. You may not like him, but he does do everything he can to put over other talent. So if he's a part of this, this is whatever Bray Wyatt can dream up, and it is possible within reason. They're gonna do it because they need it to make sure WrestleMania pops off the way it does. And after this first night, there are high expectations for tomorrow. Just think about it. Like, uh, I'm having, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and fucking uh, all his, oh, like, I'm, I'm just thinking of, like, I'm all I'm just the imagining. Did like, you I'll, ever see It too? Nope. I, I don't I like, like clowns. Fuck a clown. I don't do okay, clowns. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I ain't even seen the first one. I can't okay, do it. Did you see like birds of prey? Yes. Okay, like the scene where they're like in in like Harley's hideout or whatever, and like they have that whole fight sequence in there. Oh, that trippy ass like. Yes, uh, I think it's gonna be uh, like that, but like on a crack, and it's gonna be like very dark. Are you oh. say crack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like I, that's what I'm imagining. I'm imagining something like that, but obviously more like carnivaly, because it's like yeah, with the I, puppets I, and no, a I, lot, I, but, and it'd be a lot more sinister. No, like I could do a dark. Because I don't, I don't, I don't have. I'm, I'm not dark enough. Plus, I'm truly scary when it comes to that kind of shit. Y'all know that. I don't give a fuck. I'm Dude, scared. I can't watch Lucha Underground matches without screaming, so I, I don't want to. <laughs> just because I'm squeamish and I'm a little bit scary 
mean none of that. Just because I'm normal and y'all like sitting up watching people die, that's fine. You can do that, but I prefer my people to be alive. She prefers her people to be alive, apparently. And they win matches, okay? I, I prefer that. I don't like seeing a lot of blood. It's just not my thing. And I don't do clowns. I, I don't like clowns. Um, I don't understand why in it the manifestation had to be a clown. I understood it was to attract children, but I don't like clowns, yo. Um, I don't can, like that shit. You can cut this out, Tiff. But Keelan left the chat. Oh, because he's a little bitch. Oh, <laughs> am I lying? Because I was, I just clicked on it and I was like, I don't remember. See, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to chats because I literally slept all day, and then I like got busy with like doing this like doing shit with the zoom and then doing this and I was like and he didn't pop in the live and he's not on he's not in the mature chat cause Doc dragged his ass so I don't know if he left himself or Doc took him out oh that's who it was it was Shady Glow but she already got Kay's other account? Yeah, it got hacked anyway. So it anything that said Instagram or like removed, I took that out, but I didn't remove him. I don't understand why he removed himself from the chat. Cause he's a little bitch. <laughs> like Karen said. I wanna say something in the other chat and see if anybody noticed. No, it's like... wait. I went back and read those messages. I didn't. I didn't get to watch the the full live. But like, what is this kid's fucking damage, dude? He don't like. I mean, it's fine for him to say fucked up shit, and I'm supposed to take it as it's just a joke. So nah. when we was in the live last night, he I had already, you know, I was telling him to shut up because he was just. He likes to troll all the time. And I'm just like, Keelan, man, shut the fuck up, yo. Like, you always... And it's, like you, and it's also like, you're too old for that. How right. old is he? How old is he? He's like at least 20. Aw, uh, he's still a punk ass. It doesn't and say he, that he got removed, into it with not... Doc because he was talking about Natalia. Uh, and he, every time he bring up Natalia, he say she boring or she need to go to catering. She's a catering queen. And I'm like, you said that about Tamina. You said that about everybody. Well, everybody who said catering except for your precious little boy, Blue, and, yep. and Tetherball Titty Charlotte. As long as you, you the queen or you got blue hair, you don't have to go into catering. And I'm just like, I'm tired of hearing that. Like, y'all can do something else. Like, it's not that deep. I understand you like being funny, but it's just not funny no more. The joke is dead. So move on. So when did I become an admin on here? He's a fucking little edgelord. I know, like, Doc Doc made a few of us admins. Like, I'm an admin on, like, the chat group that we're in. But... He's a, he's a fucking wannabe edgelord, and I think that's worse than than an actual edgelord, because he wants to be like, oh, you know, I don't, oh, you like them, but I don't like them, so blah, 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 blah. like, 
I mean, he just liked being on, like, the fringe of society, I guess you could say. And I was just sitting there, and me and Doc was talking, and he brought up Natalia, and he was like, Natalia can, Natalia, Natalia can stay in the back with her boring ass. And I'm just what? like... I swear that boy's a borderline Bella fan. The way he acts. Who? Keelan? Yeah, what is the problem you? The way he acts, the way he talks down to people, it's like, I mean, like, we all I mean, said it on the show. We, and, you know, whatever. I don't care if this gets left in or what, but, you know, we always say it like, I like certain people. Nicole likes certain people. Tiff likes certain people. Do we all like them? No. But I don't go on, like, a 15-fucking-minute rampage on why I hate Ronda Rousey, therefore my friends should hate her, too. Like, no, because I haven't got time for that. I got shit to do. But not everybody's going to agree. And my thing with Keelan is he be, he'll say shit like, oh, bitch, you you know better. Well, hey, bitch. He'll come in the live and straight up start, hey, bitch. I'm like, that ain't my fucking name. I'm not going to answer you. Like, Star Citizen to the Viking Raiders and say from love from Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets in his feelings because he was talking, and and I had already said what I said. He was talking to Doc. He didn't specify who he was talking to. All I saw was, bitch, shut the fuck up. So I was like, your mama's a bitch. You a bitch. Look. And everybody that came out of mama's coochie is a bitch. I saw that. That was pretty funny, actually. Well, he's just like, he's just like disrespectful. And he was like, and, like, that whole, like, when he was like, oh, well, I hope she dies or whatever. And I was like, that's, like, the worst, worst, worst thing. Because you remember how he used to say that about certain people? Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know them. First of all, you don't know them. So I, I can never. By, by a character they play on TV. Yes. So you no, don't know that like person. Who do you say that about? He used he to say that about Alexa did. all the time. Yeah, and I'm gonna stop this from oh. How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at d4tc underscore podcast our twitter is at down for the count 19 and we'll be looking forward to hearing from you thank you so much for listening and i'll let you get back to the podcast hell no they got aj styles wikipedia updated that shit say he died april 4th 2020 <laughs> <laughs> hey, no for real <laughs> I gotta go so see funny. this. I have to see this shit. I don't know. You know what I was low key salty about when they were announcing the matches for today, and what? I was like, literally most of the what matches that I want to watch are tomorrow. Oh, oh. Because originally, because they were trying to originally make it seem like the Boneyard match was tomorrow too. And I was like, they can't have two gimmick matches like that on the same night. That's doing too much. Right. 
But then they were like, okay, they were having it tonight. But I was like, I low-key didn't care about the women's tag match. No offense. I didn't care about Baron Corbin and Elias for obvious reasons. Um, Universal Championship match, I didn't care about. The only matches that I, I that I really was looking forward to were Becky and Shayna's because I I thought Shayna was gonna win and and the SmackDown men's tag match. Yeah, I actually liked Elias and Corbin's match a lot. It was a lot I better enjoyed. than I thought it was gonna be. It should have went yeah. first though. I still I like this placement. I didn't have a problem with this placement. I thought Bliss and and Cross's match, Cross did a really good job in there. She fought majority of that match. She was in it. She kept that match going. She was her own hero, and I was glad that that woman finally got a moment. Even though it wasn't in front of a big crowd, it still was a historic moment. It was so, it was really, it was a good day for Nikki. I like Corbin and Elias' match placement. I didn't have a problem with it being second. I thought it was fine. Personally, I felt like they could have moved up Drew's, um, um, not Drew's, but they could have moved up um, Daniel Bryan and um, Sammy Zayn's match. Oh, I was looking forward to that one, too. I forgot about that for a second. It was good. I like the fact that they, they was like, <laughs> what made me laugh was Sammy Zayn talking. Throughout most of it and like begging and pleading and shit. That shit was funny. I'm I'm sorry, but it made me laugh. But all in all, I had a good time watching Mania. I thought it was so much fun. The last match of the night was the best. I seen some people complaining and was like, oh, that was corny. That was whack. And I'm like, that's because you didn't do what I told you to do. You are trying to expect some goddamn five-star gymnast acrobatic shit, and this is The Undertaker we talking about, okay? This is not no... This ain't no match with, you know, no young group of guys. These these guys are in their 50s and their 40s. What they did was work. It worked, especially for the circumstances that they were in. I also liked... I liked Becky Lynch and Shayna's match. I thought for once... Shayna and Becky, Shayna kept up with Becky and Becky kept up with Shayna. They got in that match and was scrapping from the beginning to the end. I knew everybody was talking shit. They was on cloud asses. They did Period. And they got in there and Shayna was like, I'm I'm not always slow. I'm not going to make this match boring. This match is going to snap. And it, it was a good fucking match. She did a good job in that match. And so did Becky. I was like, this ain't half, this ain't bad at all. I'm feeling this shit. I liked it all. I loved the tag, the, the um, the ladder match. I thought it was a unique circumstance for the match, but all in all, it was a good match. And the way it ended, it was a unique ending, and it left the door open for other things. So I kind of like that too. I like Goldberg and Strowman's match. A lot of people didn't like it, but I liked it. Mainly because it was Strowman won. <laughs> I mean, good for him. It's, it was just so funny. Like, I couldn't stop laughing 
because I'm like, he's really the fucking universal champion. Yes. <laughs> and I was, if that was just so funny to me. And it wasn't even like it was bad. It was just so comical. And you know what? It was really funny when it was like the Becky and um the Becky and the Shayna match. I said, girl, I said, could you imagine how fucking mad people would have been if they saw this in real life? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'd have been one of them. I'd have been cutting up in the stadium. I'd have been like, what the fuck? Well, they probably had to change up some stuff. This is, uh, like, the whole show. But, like, here's the thing. They brought it with Mania. And we don't know how much longer they're showing. I sent y'all something with that damn hand. It's taking me out. Um, we don't know how much longer they can keep. We don't know how long they've pre-taped the shows. We don't know how long they can keep going. Whether, you know, and I'm speaking for all you know wrestling promotions right now because czw is kind of doing the same thing where they're ta- they taped in empty arenas but they even came out and they're like we don't know how long it's going to take so they set a level of stuff where they need to stay on that level they no one in that locker room should become complacent again nope does that make sense? Yeah. Like, they they have 100%. no... Like, Alexa has no reason to, you know, not show off what she can do. Nikki Cross should not have to... Has a right to show off what she can do. Everybody in... Even, like, if you think one of the matches were lame, everybody did what they were supposed to do. It was entertaining. We have not had that level of entertainment in a really long time. So when they come back well, since last mania, basically, well, when they come back from whatever they're doing, however long this is, when they come back, they need to stay on this level because it's not just us. It's going to be fucking everybody. People will be coming for them going, what, what's happened now? Why? Because, you know, people will complain. That's nothing new. Yeah. But they I, need I think to with the virus, it was a big old wake up call. You perform, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I just, they, they need to go because they always, they need to keep this in the back of their head because something like, God forbid, something like this happens again. Well, they don't know what to do now. I think now is the time for them. I think after Mania, they should take a break. And I said this before in my live, I think it was a couple days ago, but I think they should take a break after. Mania. And then I think they should focus on really building the stories around the superstars they want that will lead until WrestleMania. They have plenty of time. It's not like they are, you know, they have to keep going and going and going and going. They're not obligated to do that. If I were them, just like every other business that is, you know, on a hiatus right now, including mine, you need to start working on building it. Even though WWE is established and they have everything, we're aware of that. That is not an issue. WWE will always survive the times. The problem is, is the quality of the programming worth watching? And that's where the issue comes in. Because in this instance, WrestleMania lost a lot of its key players due to their health. And some of them were sick, like... 
Rey Mysterio was supposed to be in Mania. So was Andrade. So was um, Dana Brooke. And then you had Roman. All of these people were supposed to participate. And they ended up having to leave. So we probably would have had an extra match tonight if Andrade and Rey Mysterio were able to compete. But because they weren't, we lost the match. You lost a competitor in that six-pack elimination challenge they were going to have with Bailey, And then you lost the opportunity to see Roman be champion. So with all of that, they ended up having to change things. The changes is what made WrestleMania better in my book. Because you had, you had to work with what you have. And that forced you to focus on what you were presenting and not necessarily rest on the fact that these guys are big stars. They'll put on a good show. No, you had to structure this so that this was going to show up and be a mania quality show. And that's what they did. So from now on, you don't have the option of resting on the star power of past superstars and guys like Rollins and Reigns. You cannot do that. That is lazy, and it is disrespectful to us while we're watching it. You, if WWE is listening, y'all have to focus on building your superstars. Now, here's why I say you're doing a good job with that. You got a storyline going with Mandy, Sonya, Dolph Ziggler, Otis, and your hacker, Ali, okay? That is a decent storyline. It started off slow. Everybody is invested in that storyline. You got your hero, Otis. You got your villains, Sonya and Dolph. Mm -hmm. And then you got Mandy, who should be a, a hero, which we'll see what Mandy gonna do tomorrow, because I got a feeling that little, you know, Mandy Rose gonna, you know, assert her dominance in that match with Otis and Dolph Ziggler. I got a feeling she gonna interfere on Otis's behalf, okay? I think so, too. I think Dolph is gonna think he has an upper hand, and she's gonna yep. knock his ass down or something. And... Low blow something. Mm-hmm. She gonna do something. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Yeah. But you have a workable storyline right there. And that's what people are asking. We want quality wrestling, but you still need a story. You still need to be able to tell me a story from start to finish. And then you have you got something there. Then you can start something with somebody else. Like look at the storyline on Raw with Edge and Randy. That storyline was bred not from their past rivalry, but it started in the now, they were able to take their, they were, they're great actors, okay? They know how to pull off any storyline, all right? But they were able to start this storyline, and it's one of the oldest storylines in the book. We've seen the storyline play out before, but it's just the sheer fact that this is Edge and Randy Orton, and of course, Edge's massive return, he needed a supervillain to go up against. And who better than the legend killer himself, Randy Orton? All right? So you've got good pieces. What you have to start doing is structuring your superstars so that they can become the next Edge and Randy Orton. You've got guys in the back who were just like Randy. They were not great talkers. They were green as hell when they come into the WWE, but they were able to mold and structure Randy 
so that he can become who he is. The same thing with Edge. They, he was very campy and funny. He was gangrel's lackey for a little while. Then all of a sudden, Edge wanted to do his own thing, and he just became the rated R superstar. You know, he just he was able to sell you the image, sell you the story. You have pieces in the back who can do that. Pieces outside of Rollins and Reigns. And you need to start utilizing them. Now is the time for you to start helping to build the superstars of tomorrow. You already have them set in place. You have Kevin Owens. You have Sami Zayn. You have Samoa Joe. Please, God, please bring back Samoa Joe and let him be the villain he's supposed to be. We are not supposed, like, I don't care if, if Joe is a face or a villain, but I prefer my Samoan submission machine. <laughs> okay, I prefer that. Okay, I prefer to hate Samoa Joe. I love him, true enough. I think he is probably one of the best superstars, if not the best superstar you have, and you are wasting him. Just You're not using like- him. They're coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> they need him. They need him. They did not utilize Drew properly, which is why a lot of people don't have a lot of faith in him. But Drew is very capable. And I think if they hadn't have started out with this bullshit, with him being Baron Corbin's bitch of all things. Thank you. If they hadn't have done that and let Drew be the Scottish psychopath like they claimed, we wouldn't have this problem. You wouldn't have people doubting what Drew is capable of. So I implore WWE to please just utilize the downtime that we all have. Nobody is at the headquarters right now. You're all secluded and quarantined at home. So use that time to start working on your superstars. Use Zoom, Skype, fucking, um, bitch, use whatever. They got all types of damn apps. You you Google Hangout if you want to use some ignorant. Use something. Talk to your superstars. Create your scripts and storylines. Get them to make sure they have what they need. They could be four months ahead by the time we are able to go back to normal life. Y'all can have WrestleMania for next year planned out by now. Mm-hmm. It could be done. So just do it. And stop wasting time. You have the time now. Do it. You were able to put, pull this WrestleMania out your ass because I'm be honest, I did not have a lot of faith. No, I, I think. Well, and to go off of what you're saying, I think they're seeing such a. There are going to be people who are going to be negative Nancy's about this, and about, especially about certain aspects of this. But I think they're going to look at the general positive this because this is not only this this is going to get a lot of mainstream attention because the first time ever this was on fight tv yep really yes yes it was and also like the literally specifically boneyard match was trending for a while for at least it was on fox's app too Yes, and for the first time, you can get on Fox's app. So you can get on Fox app, and you can get it on Fight TV, along with ordering it pay-per-view if you have cable or satellite and the network. I'm sure they gained a lot of new um, fans off of this. It's the only sports thing that was on TV. 
So I think they're using this as an experiment because also, you know how they were talking about maybe making WrestleMania two nights. They've also been talking about this. I think this is going to be like, especially how tomorrow turns out, they're Mm going to be like, okay, we might want to make this two nights now. I think that's a, a perfect idea. Down for two nights of mania because to be honest, we'd probably still be watching it right now or we like this time tomorrow or Monday morning or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, and we're gonna we still be watching it. And we're gonna wake up and feel like even though we didn't do anything, let's watch seven hours of pro wrestling. Because takeover doesn't have to be the weekend of WrestleMania. I understand I mean, why. Yes, I think it they should it should still be the weekend, just have it on a Friday. Because you break it up. And I think they don't have to like separate it so one show gets one night and the other show gets the other night. They can split it up so it's mixed like they did tonight. And mm-hmm. they can really it could be fun. Cause you won't be so exhausted from watching it. It was only three hours, which is usually the length of a Monday Night Raw. And it ended at 10. Like, we were straight. Like, I was like, damn. Like, I'm just now getting tired, and it's now 1 o'clock in the morning. Right. Like, I like to be in two, two shows. Two nights. It's Saturday and Sunday. That whole The whole weekend is mania. It's smart. It splits everything up. Everybody's not so tired. And then everybody not wrestling in one night, so everybody don't have to be at Mania. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You only show up for your for your job, and then you can go home. Shit, I get on the flight and leave. Fuck that. <laughs> and then I come back if I had to be at Monday Night Raw. But if you don't work for Monday Night Raw and you don't have to be there, or you don't have a dark match or something. You could just fly home and make sure you in town for your match on SmackDown. Because yeah, SmackDown yeah. is Friday. Deuces, I'm out. I'll see y'all in like a week so I can go sleep. Right. Exactly. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. I think, I think this is going to really have them take a cold heart. I think this is making them take a look about how they run things creatively. And I Mm -hmm. think this is going to be like, this is how we truly, because like um, Triple H said, it's a marathon, not a race. Mm -hmm. This is how they're going to really put some distance between themselves and um, and AEW. If they respond correctly to this, yeah. This is going to be like, okay, this is where the big boys are going to play. I agree. think they're really going to use this and they're going to be like, okay. Because no offense and like, this is what in tears that even said that no other company in the world would be able to do this on this type of scale. No. I agree. And WWE has no excuse. They have all of the talent in the world, backstage-wise, creative-wise, wrestler-wise. And like um, John said in an interview, he was like, this is the most, he's like, this, he's like, this is the most talent I think this company has ever had at this point in time. 
he's not lying. And he is completely 100%. As a collective whole, not just four, five, or three people. True. WWE as a whole has the collect has the best collection of wrestlers in the world. The only place that come the place that comes second is New Japan. New this Japan is, is a very very hot second. Very very fucking true. Yeah. I agree. So, so I mean hell I half, think- the, half the WWE fucking roster if you look at think about it half of them serve time in New Japan. So there's that interconnection with them. Yeah. So W and also WWE has a, a better relationship with New Japan that people would like than people like to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Especially like <laughs> those quote unquote sophisticated wrestling fans. Uh-uh. Get my asshole. But Sure. Um, yeah, I think WWE and like to this stuff. I think they're gonna take a good hard look about how they run things and how the match structure. And like I was saying, this and especially we have to see what the Firefly Funhouse match looks like. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a whole nother fucking level. If I can't wait, I literally that's like that's the I one match I want to see. I want this Firefly Funhouse to be like. Pee-wee's Playhouse, like, on acid. If, like, acid and LSD, like, became one of the same <laughs> thing, and you took it, and you watched an episode of Pee-wee's Playhouse, and the fucking chair's trying to eat you, this is the level of that I want it to be on. Oh, that like, level of depravity. Yes. I want, like, if this was a, bl- if Taker and AJ was a Blumhouse horror movie, I want the Firefly Funhouse to be a fucking Rob Zombie horror movie. Whoa. Well, like, um, Bray's, if I recall, Bray's a fan of Rob Zombie. It's possible. You know he pretty much has complete like creative Zombie. control over everything he does. And you they know. let John, and they let Cena do whatever the fuck he wants, so. Yeah, and you know Cena's always about pushing other people. You may not like him, but he does do everything he can to put over other talent. So if he's a part of this, this is whatever Bray Wyatt can dream up, and it is possible within reason, they're going to do it. Because they need it to make sure WrestleMania pops off the way it does. And after this first night, there are high expectations for tomorrow. Just think about it. Like, fuck. I'm having, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and fucking uh, all his, like, I'm I'm just thinking of, like, all the movies. I'm just imagining. Did you ever see it, too? Nope. I I don't don't like like clowns. Fuck a clown. I don't do clowns. Never mind. Um, I haven't seen the first one. I can't okay, do it. Did you see like Birds of Prey? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, like the scene where they're like in in like Harley's hideout or whatever, and like they have that whole fight sequence in there. Oh, that trippy ass like. Yes, uh, I think it's gonna be uh, like that, but like on a crack, and it's gonna be like very dark. Did you oh. say crack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like I, that's what I'm imagining. I'm imagining something like that. 
but obviously more like carnival-y because it's like yeah, with I, the puppets I, and, no, a I, lot, I, and it'd be a lot more sinister. No, like I, I could do I a dark. Because I don't, I don't, I don't have. I'm, I'm not dark enough. Plus, I'm truly scary when it comes to that kind of shit. Y'all know that. I don't give a fuck. I'm Dude, scary. I can't even watch Lucha Underground matches without screaming. So I, I don't want. I <laughs> just because I'm squeamish and I'm a little bit scary don't mean nothing. Just because I'm normal and y'all like sitting up watching people die. That's fine. You could do that, but I prefer my people to be alive. She prefers her people to be alive, apparently. When they win matches, okay? I, I prefer that. I don't like seeing a lot of blood. It's just not my thing. And I don't do clowns. I, I don't like clowns. Um, I don't understand why in it the manifestation had to be a clown. I understood it was to attract children. But I don't like clowns, y'all. I don't like that shit. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we ran out of time, so we're going to have to stop here. Don't forget to follow us on our social medias. You know we have at Down for the Count 19 for Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. Make sure you hit us up there. Send us a voice message. We love including you guys in our episodes because we love when you guys listen. We, we're talking, so we want you to listen. Alright? Don't forget to look out for our next review of WrestleMania Part 2. You know, WrestleMania 36 was just too big for one night, honey. And don't forget to look out for a special bonus episode this week because we had an exclusive interview with a great great wrestler named Gemma Juliana. And you're not going to want to miss that. So make sure you guys follow us. Make sure you guys turn on all the notifications you need. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and Anchor because we are going to be bringing the fire this week. So I hope you guys enjoyed Down for the Count and I'll see you guys in our next one.